0: Welcome, friends, to Merit's Musings. This is a podcast for educators in the very broadest sense. I'm a public school teacher and a youth minister in my church and a parent. I've dedicated my life to helping people grow and learn. And I'm something of a writer and a poet, someone who loves language both for its artistry but also its power. In this podcast, I'm going to explore some of my informal thoughts on what it means to be human, especially in the context of being an educator, a minister, and a parent. Often I'll orient my musings around a poem I love, because any time I spend talking about poetry is time well spent in my book. I might also talk about my dogs a little bit. If you're not the type of person who enjoys a little random dog talk, this podcast may not be for you. I invite you to join the conversation. Feel free to write me with your thoughts and feedback. My contact information is on our website, meritsmusings.buzzsprout.com, and on my Facebook page. And now, this week's episode. So, for this week, I have chosen the poem Dust by Dorian Lau. Someone spoke to me last night, told me the truth. Just a few words, but I recognized it. I knew I should make myself get up, write it down, but it was late, and I was exhausted from working all day in the garden, moving rocks. Now, I remember only the flavor. Not like food, sweet or sharp, like fine powder, like dust. It wasn't elated or frightened, but simply rapt, aware. That's how it is sometimes. God comes to your window, all bright light and black wings, and you're just too tired to open it. So I picked this poem because we are in that delightful gap between the mania of Christmas and the hope of the new year. And that week, when I'm off from work, uh, supposedly, although I have an enormous amount of grading that I'm ignoring, and I find myself sitting with my dogs on my couch, thinking about God and life, and the possibilities of the new year, and the role of God breaking into my world, and what it means for my students, and the people I interact with, and mostly what it means for me. And all of that jumbles into my head, and then this particular poem rises out of that jumble uh, in ways that I find useful. What I think I find useful about it today, I'd like to bring to you, is the characterization of truth. In this poem, uh, it's a short poem, and yet truth has some very important pieces to it. And this is truth with a capital T. Uh, and I noted, beginning it comes at night in darkness, right? Uh, someone spoke to me last night. And I think that's important because we only really sort of latch on to the important truths of our life uh, in times of confusion when we need the truth, Right. That's when it comes. I'm not certain that Truth with a capital T appears in my classroom all that often. Uh, it appears in my life, in most people's life, I think, uh, when everything is sort of dark and confused. Uh, and the truth that comes is a nugget. It's small, just a few words. We don't get all the truth. We get snippets here and there, and... Um, And we know it when we hear it in the poem, and then it becomes confusing and vague almost immediately. And I think all of that boils into this idea that the truth is difficult to find. Uh, And when it comes, it's even harder to hold on to, that this quest we have to understand is in fits and starts. Uh, I, of course, am an educator, and so for me, I think of everything through the lens of learning uh, because of of that old proverb, right? Um, You know, when all you have is a hammer, everything becomes a nail. Uh, Everything I do is in the context of learning and education. And so I think of all of life as this process of growing and learning and understanding. Um, and, And I sometimes wonder what other paradigms of life I might be missing as I think about everything in this context of of growth through understanding. But that's who I am, and that's the world I'm in, and that's the lens I've got. And so I need to run it as hard as I can to get as much truth out of it as I possibly can. And it is a frustrating process to figure out the truth. And when we get it, according to the poem, truth is not sweet or sharp, but it's mundane normal, it's dust. And I immediately think of Ash Wednesday. Dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And I I think it's appropriate to think that, because there's a reference to the garden, which I'm going to get to in a moment. So we have some religious pieces attached to it uh, in the poem, some hints to it. And so I think the Ash Wednesday uh, blessing and warning is critical uh, and important. For me, every now and then my church permits me the incredible honor of imposing ashes on our congregations. And I I stand in my robes at the front of the church with a little bowl of ashes and olive oil. Um, And members of my congregation, my neighbors, my friends, uh, come before me, my children, my wife. And I place a cross on their head and remind them that they are dying and that everything fades away uh, in this world and that they need to look past this world to another world. Uh, and on the surface, dust you are unto dust you shall return sounds cruel. Uh, and truth often feels that way. Um, And yet for me, it is a tremendously intimate moment where I get to share in their mortality for just a second. And together we realize how weak and frail we are together. Uh, And so there's a truth there that is incredibly powerful. We are mortal and that it all fades away. Uh, well, not all of it, but a lot, this world fades away and the things that maintain and last uh, are not of this world. Uh, I see that in my students a lot. I look at them and I think, dust we are and to dust we will return because it's important that I remember that they're human and I'm human. And we're all just bumbling about trying to figure out something that's called education so that we can learn and grow together. And I'm trying to help them become their best selves, and they're helping me become my best self, although they often don't realize that's what they're doing. They just think they're there to learn, and they don't realize that I'm part of the students with them. Just I'm on a different curriculum than they're on. They're learning commas, and I'm trying to learn how to be human. And the reminder that we're all just, ephemeral, fragile beings, helps me put up with so much of their garbage because they're just ephemeral, fragile beings trying to get through life as best they can. And so this dust you are, into to dust you shall return, dust I am, and to dust I will return, allows me to be so much more patient and forgiving, even though it doesn't sound like it should, but it does in some paradoxical way, and that's often the truth for me. The fundamental and important truths are paradoxical and confusing and come in short bursts but take forever to process, and that's what this poem seems to suggest. Um, I also like the point that this poem brings up that the truth doesn't often bring strong emotions but awareness and understanding, because I think one of the ways we get confused today and perhaps forever, is that we mistake strong emotions for truth. And that isn't always the case. In fact, it's often not the case. Uh, and so I think of the ways that uh, people's fears get magnified in the, on the Internet and through uh, television and media channels, um, and and thus they get moved into sometimes... Uh, things that seem true to them and yet aren't true. So here we have this idea of truth as as something incredibly important, incredibly powerful, difficult, confusing, small doses, right? And we forget it. And why do we forget it? Because we're tired. We've worked all day in the garden moving rocks, according to the poem. And that, again, is a biblical reference because that was our original purpose. God made us in His image to help out in His garden, and it's the great privilege that we have that God is doing these incredible things. And He gets to and He says, "Come on, come play with me, come work with me. It's gonna be hard, tiring work. I don't really need you, but I'd like to share the work with you, and we can join in His work. And it's tough and it's exhausting, uh, but." Uh, It's got purpose and value still. Because of our limitations, it could keep us from learning other things. And that's when I remind myself that periods of respite are incredibly important. Uh, In religious terms, that would be the Sabbath, right? Uh, To pause in the work, to reorient yourself to rest, and to realize that the work isn't, everything, to being human, that there are non-work aspects of life that are important. And that's very hard for Americans to hear. We define ourselves by our work. Work is everything to us. I, to a great deal, am my work. But at least I'm aware that that's not always healthy. So we're tired and we don't remember the truth. And then finally, the last part of the poem, God comes to us. All bright wings uh, and darkness, I think is the line. Hold on, let me back up. All bright light and black wings. Sorry, got the line wrong. Uh, And First of all, I love the fact that God is both positive and negative. Uh, There's a tendency in American theology to simplify God into being Santa Claus or an ATM machine. Um, God will give you all the things you want if you just pray right or are right. Um, And that isn't supported by either my experience or my religious tradition, which reminds us that God's blessings sometimes are painful Um, and work towards the good. But think of all the medicines that have a negative phase before you get to the positives, right? Um, God is not Santa Claus. God is that fundamental reality that calls us to being more than ourselves. Um, And that is both positive and negative in the moment, although generally all good by the time it's all over. And God comes to us, and I could do a whole podcast on that, but to simplify at the moment, uh, we are passive in this, right? God comes to us, the truth is told to us, the universe wants us to know and understand. And it's because of our own limitations that we misunderstand. So, what does this have to do with education? As I've been thinking about this, the simple truth is I think we as a society are very uncomfortable with the concept of truth with a capital T. Uh, we have so many deceptions built in. Uh, quite honestly, I as I think about it, I'm rarely completely honest with my students because I don't know if complete honesty with my students would be helpful for, to get them to learn, right? Um, they're, they're, they would find such honesty threatening. I work hard to find things to compliment, even on work that may not deserve actual complimenting. I rarely disclose everything that I think to my students. It's not useful for them. And in that act of practicality, I then wonder, to what degree am I participating in some form of deception, right? But the truth is that I don't really see myself as a person who conveys truth to another person. That's a huge responsibility. I see myself as someone who sets up conditions and experiments and activities that allow people to discover truth, capital T, for themselves if I'm doing it right. But In this poem, truth is not a discovery, it's a gift. And that makes me think about how uh, we in education focus on skills, um, not not knowledge, at least in English. Uh, It's about activities, not information. And we we say it's because information changes and that the truth of today may not apply in 20 years. Of course, there's some (laughs) truth to that. And yet it seems to me that the real truth, the spiritual truth, wisdom, the truth of humanity and spirituality is eternal. One of the things I know from literature is that people really haven't changed that much. Our fashions, our technology, our entertainments, a lot of that has changed. But the essential aspects of being human have remained the same. Essential questions of identity and relationships, the roles uh, we have in our lives and how we balance them, how we determine what will make us happy, what is our responsibility to others. Those huge questions haven't changed really at all, as far as I can tell. Although we have to, maybe the speed that we deal with them has uh, in a lot of ways. You know, the, the real truths that I understand. Things like that love is the most powerful force in the universe, more powerful than hatred, and yet incredibly fragile and so easily destroyed. That hatred itself always destroys those who, hate, who let themselves hate, uh, even at the same time it think, they think that it's empowering them. Um, that envy is a, is a trap uh, that can be used to manipulate you. I think that I think I've understood slowly that every person is weak and wounded and so deserves respect and appreciation for struggling uh, to create some sort of identity that endures uh, that we are most human when we create and interact with art uh, the death is a painful and often horrible transition but it is not the end of uh, a person's influence or or the end of their identity. Those sorts of truths I don't think will change. I think, I think those are powerful and they're difficult. And they have to be sort of experienced and discovered, given, by by yourself. Someone rattling those things off I don't think convinces people, which is why I said them fast and quickly even though That is my lifetime's worth of thinking, (laughs) encapsulated in six bullets. (laughs) I don't think you can give, I could give those truths to another, not even to my own children. But what I think I can do as a parent and as an educator and as a human being is to compose my own life as as a lesson, as a piece of maybe aesthetic artwork in the hopes that someone might observe me and taste that sort of dust of truth. And the other thing I can think I can do is that when God comes knocking, no matter how tired I am, I can get my butt up out of bed and go open the window, and see what he has to say. So, with that rambling thinking around truth and spirituality, I wish you all the best in 2021. May your new year be full of laughter and learning and love. May you find grand adventures. And may someone offer you a nugget of truth that you actually hold on to. Remember, taste and experience. Taste and know that the Lord is good. Take care of yourselves. Try to be as human as you possibly can.